Hey, y'all. Okay, so I'm really excited to date you right here. We're going to get started because y'all really came in here way faster than I expected. Um, I've said this before that I, live has not always been my thing because I kind of used to be like, what am I going to say? And then I remember, like, I like to talk, so it'll it'll come out. Um, but obviously, this is also, I'm also recording my podcast here, so I can't just tarry on too long, friend. I do have topics for us to discuss, so um, if you are joining here, I do want to hear what you have to say. Okay, let me say a little prayer. Hey, God, thank you. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for God, these people, Lord, who are on this live. God, I ask that you will open every heart, God. Give me the words, God, so that I may speak to their hearts, God, on behalf of you, God. Move me out the way, God, so that you can get the glory in you only. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. And for disclosure, I'm growing my... This is not the topic, but why y'all still getting in here? Uh, I'm growing my hair out. And so I'm just really learning. And that'll preach, but I'm learning how to navigate this long swoop because my stylist is having to cut it a certain way so that it looks the same. That'll preach. Thank you, guys. So that it looks the same, even though we're growing it out. So she's doing, still doing a lot of trimming and a lot of... And right now, friend, you might be in a season where you you know you're growing. You're like, God, why are you cutting them off? Why are you cutting this, friend? Because he wants you to grow the right way. That's not what we're here to talk about, but okay. Um, so we are talking about uh, making friends with God, rekindling your relationship. And friend, I'm going to get to my testimony in a second. But what I want you to know is that this is a topic that is near and dear to my heart because my passion is rooted in wanting, honestly, my passion is rooted in wanting people to live their best life right? To be happy, to be happy with who you are so that you will give the world world the authentic version of yourself, right? And so my prayer is that me living my life authentically would inspire someone else to do the same. Well, what I realized is I can't really share that without even, without telling y'all about God, because he's the only reason I'm able to live authentically. Um, God is the only reason I'm okay with myself because I haven't always been. Um, when I'm, you see me out here at Cassili or I'm singing in the car, the only reason I'm able and confident enough to do that, whether it's confident enough in my driving or confident enough in myself, is because I know what God says about me. So humans, humans, y'all cool, but you know, it don't really matter. You know, in the grand scheme of things, uh, I shouldn't say that because y'all matter. But you get what I'm saying. Human opinions. Thank you, God. That doesn't matter. Um, like I said, y'all are still joining in here. Friend, if you have a question, don't put it in the thing. Put it in the little, click the little question thing so I know that you're, I mean, I know your question. Let me make sure there's none yet. There's none yet, so we're doing good. Or maybe we're not. Maybe you don't know where to put your question, but I hope you do. <sighs> I'm talking fast. Okay. Um, now, there is going to be a giveaway and an announcement at the end of this live. This live is not going to be long, y'all. I ain't ate dinner yet, okay? So, we I'm only we only going to be here about 45 to 50 minutes. I, I mean it. Probably, maybe not even it, for real, for real. Um, but okay, with that being said, the topic of church hurt, specifically church hurt came up and I'm going to share with y'all the message that I got. This was on Sunday afternoon. It says, Hey friend, I printed it out. It says, Hey friend. Yay. I'm excited. This new chapter for you. It goes on to say recently, a few friends have come to me about their relationship with God, especially those who have been church hurt or who have been hurt by the church. Um, and then she goes on to ask like, she just wants my thoughts on how to reach friends who have been hurt by the church. Um, and also she asked about devotionals and study Bibles. Friend, anybody who 
has followed me for a while, you know that I love a good devotional. I love a good Bible study. It has not always been that way. In fact, uh, my Bible study journey started kind of from church hurt. Well, let me back up. Let me back up. The first thing you need to know about being hurt by the church is that the church is full of humans. Right? It's full of humans. And that anything that anything that humans touch is going to be imperfect because none of us are perfect. I'm not perfect. You ain't perfect. No matter how close we get to God, we will never be perfect. And so that's the first thing to understand is that church hurt is rooted in hurt by humans, which we can all relate to. All right. Now, your church hurt might not look like mine. I was not traumatized. Uh, like I shouldn't say that I wasn't traumatized, like physically or in an abusive way by the church. Uh, but I knew too much. I became involved in church at a very young age. I sang in the choir at a very young age. I was on a church council, so I knew everybody's business. I knew everybody's business. And so when, for example, I'll give you an example. Um, I'm, I was on the church council. So let's say a musician got fired for doing something wrong, cheating on his wife or anything. I don't know. I'm not. That's an example. I knew about that. 15, 16 years old, these are people I hold in the highest esteem. And I wasn't at an age where I could really know the difference between a human who loves God and is flawed and God. See what I mean? And so, again, church hurt is a real thing. But the only reason we were hurt by the church is because humans run it. All right. And so that brings me, and let me get out of this, that brings me to the main point of all of this is that humans don't stop being flawed, right? So... The key must be, thank you, God. The key must be to get to know God's character so that you can decipher and discern between the humans in your life, right? So let me bring you to, this is another DM. I got this one today. God is so good. I got this one today. It says, um, hey, I just wanted to ask how you prepared and created a mindset to read God's word. I've been trying to read my Bible more and have a difficult time understanding it sometimes. Any tips you could give on me to Give me to help me engulf in his word better. Sorry to bother you. Now, friends, you should know you are never bothering me. Especially God is my favorite subject. You ain't going to ever bother me by talking about God, first of all. Um, but um, <laughs> I love that. Who is that? Says, Sometimes we are there for the humans and not God. You're right. And that's and let me speak to that really quick because I love that you. Who is the aggressive eating? I love that you said that. If your pastor doing something wrong could cause you to turn your back on God, your faith was never in God. And I'm not telling you that this is somebody who didn't allow those overarching situations to make me question things. But friend, what I'm telling you, your faith can't be, your faith can't, thank you, God. Your faith can't even be in me as a creator. Your faith shouldn't even be, be in me as a, a light for God. I don't want your faith to be in me, friend. I'm going to always point you back to Jesus because I didn't die for your sins. I love you, but I didn't die for you. And I'm going to get it wrong sometimes, but he's not. So your faith has to be in him. That's why any good pastor, any good prophet, any person who loves God, that loves you and wants you to know him better is always going to put your eyes back on God and say, well, what does he have to say about this? Um, and um, yeah, ooh, yeah, that's, yeah, your faith can't be in me. I got to make sure I crop that. Um, oh, I accidentally muted myself. Hold on. Okay, so... If the, if the whole point is about church hurt or being hurt by the humans of the church or 
or humans who love God that got it wrong with you. Any of those situations, or humans pretending to humans pretending to be Christians, because let's be honest and clear, they out there, okay? They out there, friend. They out there. Your relationship with God has to be your own. And back in 2013, I set out on that journey for myself. I did not know what it really looked like, even though I had grown up in church. I had a church home that I was going to then. And so this part is really vulnerable. Like this, okay. So I have a picture from my journal in 29th, a picture of a page from my journal. Um, in, 20, in 2013, I went to Ross and bought this journal because I was like, I'm gonna stop going to church. I know, right? You like, you bought a journal. Yes, I was like, I'm gonna stop going to church. And I'm going to get to know Jesus for myself because I don't feel like I know him. And I say that I love him and I say I believe in him, but I only know what somebody else told me about him. And so, friend, anytime you hear me say touch a neighbor and say, I just want you to type it in the chat, okay? So, this is the first one. Don't miss it. Touch a neighbor and say, <laughs> y'all can be like, what? Touch a neighbor and say, we go together now. Because <laughs> me and God, we go together now friend. And this is where I want to start by saying this. When you get in a relationship, and I tell y'all, my first boyfriend that I ever, like, I guess my first boyfriend, like, that I ever, like, felt like, liked me back. Because, you know, we be having delusional relationships. But, like, my first, like, he, we go together was in ninth grade. Thank you, friend. Uh, was in ninth grade. And um, I'm not going to say the young man's name. But when we started going together, we started doing certain things. We started talking on the phone every night. Every night we'd be on the phone. And friend, what do you think would happen? Thank you, friends. I love y'all. What do you think would happen, friend, if let's say me and this boy, we've been going together. We real, we go together real bad. We've been on the phone every night. We talking. I know him. He know me. And some girls say, I was on the phone with him last night. I I mean, he, he, I mean, he say he your boyfriend, but is he? I'm be like, no, he ain't do that. That's not like him. Why? Because we go together. <laughs> And we talk all the time. <laughs> so I know what he sounds like and he know what I sound like. He knows my character and I know his. We go together. And so the whole point of getting to know God for yourself is so that humans can't come and shake your relationship. Your bills can't come and shake your relationship. Your church can't come and shake your relationship. Why? Because you go together real bad. And so, friend, I'm going to share this page from my journal. And it's very... Okay, I'm just going to share it. God is good. I'm just going to share it. So... This is, it says March 27, 2013, and I had this, like, idea that I was going to change my life, and I was like, and I always have wrote my journals to God. I started doing that when I read The Color Purple for the first time, <laughs> so I've always done that, um, and on this particular day, this particular page, like I said, this was March 2013, I just was like, God, I'm ready to live for you, um, I'm ready to, I want to know you, and all of these things, right, um, and then I put like these rules down at the bottom and I don't know how well y'all can see them, but I just all the stuff I was going to do. And I had it wrong, friend. I tell you, I had it wrong. That part I had wrong. Like I'm thinking that all of those things were going to make me get to know him better. But I tell you what did. I mean, this, okay, let me just say this. The sharing screen app on Instagram Live is doing it for me because I'm feeling very much like a presenter right now. It's giving very much TED Talk. That's all I'm saying. Do it, God. Um, but anyway, um, let me pick a different one. So, okay. Now, this, though, is how I got to know him. And I underlined some things to really make this make sense. So, I decided that I was going to get to know Jesus for myself. And I put at the top, as you can see, it says, reading the entire chapter of Luke, I really want to know Jesus for myself. And so, that's what I did, friend. 
so this is one this is just a, a little snippet of that a clip of that i don't know whatever a page from that so as you can see it says luke chapter 4 jesus 40 day fasting what did i learn about jesus he was disciplined okay if i'm supposed to be like him i need to get some more discipline in my life chapter 5 it says right you saw that i just want to stick this out and friend spoiler alert i didn't i didn't um but we'll get to that chapter 5 Jesus went to some places and prayed, and I wrote, Jesus understood the importance of being alone sometimes. I can relate. Can you relate to that? If you can relate to that, put leave me. Well, don't say, yeah, put, leave me alone. And I understand that you mean sometimes. But if you can understand that feeling of just needing to be by yourself sometimes, type in the chat, leave me alone. Uh, chapter 5, lower than, uh, verse 31, Jesus was having dinners with, dinner with sinners, and I put he wasn't a judgmental person. Um, I learned so much about Jesus' character through reading the book of Luke. And I'll tell you, learning just just, just in that moment, learning that about him, it made me realize, first of all, that a lot of preachers and pastors got it wrong. Because I didn't see anything in the book of Luke that said that Jesus wanted me to be perfect, that he wanted me to stop cursing, that any, anything specific like that. I just saw that he wanted me to love my neighbor. Right? I saw that he hung out with people who the church didn't necessarily like. I, one thing I love, and I put it down here, Luke um, 6 and 8, Jesus had a side where he liked proving people wrong. I love that. Because let me tell you something. It's a lot of God. Ugh, it's a lot of Christians that's way too agreeable. Way too agreeable with the ways of the world. And so you look like you're just going with the flow. You can't be scared to shake something up every now and then. Come on. Jesus went in there and was shaking tables, literally. You see what I'm saying? So you can't be out here saying you love God, you love Christ, and you you not bold. You just sitting around like, I'm hungry. I guess they can talk like that around me. I guess they can do this around me. Now, you ain't Jesus, so don't go around here trying to save people. But you're not supposed to be in there just looking like you're one of them. Anyways, we'll keep going. Um, and so that was that was the first thing, friend. If you want to get to know God for yourself, you want to you want to go together with God, friend, you got to talk. You got to start getting to know him. And getting to know him means getting in the word. Now, I did bring some examples. Y'all know I love a good visual aid. Um, and so that was one example of like truly studying the Bible, right? Like I did that on my own. I was like, I'm just going to read this whole book and just see what it gives me. It gave me a basis of character. But like I said earlier, friends, spoiler alert, I did not get it right all the time after that. This journal is full of... Child, I'm scared to open it up for real. But this journal is full of declarations of, Lord, I'm going to get it right this time. God, I'm going to get it right. And I didn't. It didn't stick. I'll be honest with you. Because I wasn't in full. I was telling God what I wanted. I was telling God what I was going to do. But I was not listening for the answer. And so getting to know God, getting in relationship with him, rekindling that relationship with him means telling him, talking to him, but also waiting for the answer. So that brings me to my next uh, thing I swear by this, a prayer journal. This one is from, I always get emotional when I read this one. This one is from 2020. Yeah, I started this one February 9th, 2020. And uh, what I love about this prayer journal is that it has a section for um, your praises, your confessions, um, requests, and then I love this answer section. Um, I love this answer section. Y'all remember how with a teacher... Thank you. Thank you, God. You remember how when you were in school, the teacher, you would do a little test or something like that. And the teacher always wanted you to show your work. This for me is like me showing God's work. Right. Like if I open when I open this prayer journal and I see. Uh, thank you, Jesus. 
when I open this prayer journal and I see like, uh, what's this, July, July 20th, I was, it says I was broke. I know I was broke because it said, Lord, please, since, <laughs> yeah, I was broke. Uh, July 20th, 2020. And then July 28th, my praise is that I had a gig. See what I'm saying? So that gets, so in my moments where I'm not sure, in my moments where I'm down, does God hear me? I'm able to look in my prayer journal, right? And it doesn't, you don't have to have it like this, friend. Because my new way of writing my prayers down is real easy. I got a little, a little spiral, little notebook. And I just might write, like, my prayers for the day. And then I have a little section on the other side where I come through and I, like, put a star by something that he did or... Um, or I highlight something that I'm still praying on, praying with somebody on, or that I share with somebody from church, right? Uh, but keeping a record of who God is, because that, that that gets me to understand his character as well. And so if I'm in a situation where God has told me one thing, uh, yes, friend, I brought this prayer journal. Make sure, y'all, make sure if you put a question, because I'm going to miss it, but put it in the little question section down here. But, um... I bought this prayer journal online, Lifeway, Lifeway Christian Bookstore. It's my, this, this specific one is my favorite, but you can find prayer journals on Amazon. Um, you can, yeah, you can find a prayer journal, but, um, this one is my favorite. It's by BH Publishing, BNH Publishing. Yeah, that's, they make my favorite one. Um, but yeah, keeping a record of what God has done, because this, again, like how I said earlier, friend, me and God, we go together. So somebody come to me and be like, God ain't gonna do that. Like, <laughs> well, actually, um, I remember back in 2020, me and Mike, me and God talked about this, and um, he did it then. So I don't know what you're talking about, human. I told my sister the other day that people gonna start to think I'm an alien the way I call other people humans, but I just humans can't do nothing for me. I just really feel like that. I mean, not 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 if God ain't in that human. Um, the other thing I don't have it with me because I let somebody borrow it is, um, the importance of a devotional. I, um, you can do them on the Bible apps. Devotionals are great. Um, I like my, my favorite devotional is Awaken by Priscilla Shirer. Um, it is a 90 day devotional. I think Priscilla Shirer's way of breaking down the word is powerful and she is so anointed to do what she does. Um, and I loved her devotionals because they were always one or two pages. The key about devotionals, though, friend, is you got to give yourself time to reflect. And that's something that, again, we can get in such a routine of, I read my scripture for the day. But if you don't ask yourself, hmm, what is God trying to say to me through this scripture? Like this morning, um, this morning I just opened my Bible. I've gotten to the point where some days I just say, Lord, give it to me. <laughs> give me a word. And I just opened my Bible. And, um, this morning when I opened my Bible, it was on Elijah and it was about, it was when Elijah went into the brook, went to the brook. Now you got to think, help me say this, God, a brook is a body of water sometimes, but sometimes it dries up. It all depends on the weather. Um, and of course there's a drought coming. God had already warned Elijah about this drought, said, hey, it ain't going to be no rain for a minute player, but I know you're going to be thirsty, so I'll go to the brook. Now I just told you that brooks get water from the weather. So you sent me somewhere where it only gets water from the weather, but you just told me that the weather's not going to produce any water. But Elijah went, he was obedient. He was never thirsty. It only dried up when it was time for him to move on to the next place. And this morning, as I read that, of course, I understand that my turning to that, it ain't about no brooks and it ain't about no lack of water. It ain't even about no drought, friend. It's that God is trying to say to me, hey, I know in this season, you might not see what I'm doing. You might not feel what I'm doing. And what I'm asking you to do does not go along with what me and you have already talked about. Do it anyway.
He said, so you know what I did? I wrote in my journal. I'm going to do it anyway. Because that's the clear instruction I got from that. And so if I don't reflect and I think, oh, I read a cool story. It's not just about the cool story, right? I need to break and unpack that story, break down and unpack that story so I can say, what is God trying to say to me? So I got to reflect. Um, now, the final thing, the most important thing, friend, when it comes to getting your relationship with rekindling your relationship with God is after you have figured out, you learn some things about his character, right? You read your word every day and you have a general sense of like reflecting and unpacking his word. And I'm going to share some books and su suggested readings with y'all in a few minutes. So please don't like I, I got you because I'm not just telling you go. I have specific um specific um suggested readings for y'all. But the best thing to do is create your system. Because I tell you, I don't write in this, this style of prayer journal no more. It's too, specific, it's too specific for the way that I move every day. It's too specific. Right now, I have, a, I have a journal where it's a weekly plan. And I write my, like, I'll show you a blank page. A blank page might look like this. I write my, what I'm grateful for, what I'm praying for, what God did. And the scripture I read all here because I don't have like when I first started like getting to know God like yeah I was a I was a college dropout who worked four hours a day and most of the time I was at the house so I had a lot of time and so I'm not telling you and God thank you God the thing about thank you God the thing about creating your system with God is that it gets to be you and His and God is not asking you to alter your life because God knows your kids bad. He know they don't ever let you get a moment outside of him. I mean, outside of them. He know that you hiding in your bathroom probably right now with the water running just so you can watch this live. God know your kid's bad. God know you don't have time. He just wants you to squeeze him in. God just wants to be asked. God just wants to be invited. I talk to God the most sometimes while I'm lifting weights. If I'm by myself, this morning I was by myself in the parking lot. I was like, okay, God, and then listen, this is what we, this is what we ain't. God, God knows you. So he wants to create his own language with you. Thank you, God. You know how you have a best friend? Like my best friend, I've told y'all before, is my little sister. Me and my sister can get on the phone and have a conversation that you will not understand. We speak in English, but you won't understand the jokes. You won't understand the references. You won't understand any of that because it's ours. God wants to have that with you too. And so the way I pray, how I'm always, hey, God, that's how I pray. Yours might be a little something different. You might get knee bent and body bow. You might bring up Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Friend, I don't do that in my prayer. You know what I'm saying? When you get a, when your relationship, just like marriage, your, just like marriage, just like best friends, the way you treat your best friend might be different from the way I treat mine. You might talk to, talk to yours every day. I might not. And that's okay. My relationship with God is going is gonna to be our language. And so it's up to you, friend, to determine what that language is, what that looks like for you. I'll tell you one of my favorite ways to study the Bible now. I showed y'all my old journal, so I'll I put that back up to show a comparison. That was how I used to break down the word. This was 2013. Again, it took a while to take. <laughs> um, but this is how I write. This is how I work. Uh, this is how I study the Bible now. Now, my handwriting still bad. But like, so this is a notebook. It's like a dollar. I got it from a Christian publisher as an outlet. It says scripture notes. I got like three of these because full disclosure, I'm working on a project. Hey, who is that say Officer Sky? Teddy, I, what, I, did you say Officer Sky, friend? You you just hit me with a phone back there. Like, what? No. Um, uh, <laughs> but uh, I have two of these. Full disclosure, I'm working on 
a devotional slash Bible study. And uh, that is those are in here. But this is just like what God gives me for myself. And um, the way it looks, friend, is... I should have I should have taken a picture of this, but the way it looks is um you put like the verse there, and then here you put like it says it was just says notes, and then it's like literally just a, a dump of this is how I talk to God, um and so you got to figure out your own system. Your system might become something like this that I have here, where you might read a chapter and you only have one sentence afterwards. That's okay. That's okay. If you can get to know the character of God, that's a life hack to the rest of your life. Because then, and that brings me to my next point. Thank you, God. You good. Um, we started out talking about church hurt and whether there is a traumatic experience you had with church or just not feeling like you need it anymore. Whatever that looks like, friend, I want you to remember, like I said earlier, churches are run by humans. Your faith can't be in humans. But with that being said... That's why you perfect your you get closer to God in your relationship so that you can help, he can help you discern the humans who should be around you. I'm a witness. God is doing that for me right now in this season. And it is overwhelming at times. It's emotionally draining at times because you think, I really like this person. But God knows their heart. God knows their motives. And how I said earlier, I'm growing my hair out and it's all awkward because I'm growing it out and my stylist is cutting it a certain way to grow it. You got to cut to grow. You can't just grow freely. You got to be pruned, friend. So your relationship relationships have to be pruned. Your discipline has to be pruned. You have to be stretched. God has somewhere for you to go. You got to be stretched. But getting to know the character of God helps you to determine faster what he's trying to say to you. And you can only get to know the character of God by reading his word and reflecting on it for yourself. Let's say, thank God... Like, okay, you might go to church. Now, this is my journal from when I went to church. This is from, what did it say? I went to my storage unit and got some of this stuff out of storage. Now, as you can see, this one has been used. It's, it's out the cover. Also from Ross. Um, okay, so like, for example, this is a sermon from Christmas Day 2016. I can read these notes from this sermon and I can reflect. That's not me just hearing the word of my pastor and writing it down, I'm reflecting to say, what is God trying to say to me through this word? What can I learn about myself through this word? You just got to figure out your system with God. Because he want to know, like, God is like, I just want you to invite me. A lot of y'all have kids, right? Let's say me and you, me and you, friend, we out at the Grizzlies game. I love the Grizzlies. Let's say we at the Grizzlies game. And your little girl, your son, your baby, Two years old, they can't see. They ain't ever met me before. I, they know you. You they parent. They don't know me. And for all, because I know there's a smarty in the book in the room, me and you the same height, okay? Me and you both five, ten and a half. What happens if your child look at me and say, Miss Scott, can I sit on your shoulder so I can see the game? How you gonna feel as a parent? You raised them. You know them. We the same height. Why are they looking to you? Why are they looking to me when I'm not their parent? That's how God looks at you every single time you go to somebody else for them to give you something that he can only give you, which is joy, which is peace. You sitting on the world's shoulders, friend, and God's like, hey, I'm, I know you, though. I know, I know what part of the game you want to see. I know which players you like. And you chose them over me, the one who made you? 
And so we got to figure out what is our relationship like with God for ourselves? Because if my eyes are on the pastor and him messing up and now I don't want to go to church no more, you just might not want to go to that church. He ain't the pastor of all churches. You know what I'm saying? Again, and so let me, I'm going to kind of bring this on home, friend. <laughs> I'm going to bring this on home, friend. And that is that if you get, if you rekindle that relationship with God, he will heal you from your church hurt and you won't even realize it's happening. I, like I told y'all in the video I posted the other day, I had no intentions to join a church again. It wasn't that I was mad at God. I just really felt like me and God had it. We was, come on, y'all was prayer journaling. Come on now. I was like, we good. I don't need a pastor. I don't need a church home. What do I need that for? Let me tell you something. So I hear my, let me tell you something. It's still there. Hey God, I ain't gonna worry about it. Um, It was my dog, y'all. Y'all who have followed me for a while, y'all know I, I had a sweet boy, Otis Redden. When Otis passed away, I promised God that I was gonna go back to church, and I didn't really have a connection from Otis in the church. I just was like, I just knew that I needed. I had got. I just knew I needed to go back to church, and I told God, I said, Hey, I don't trust myself to pick the church because I'm gonna pick it based off the choir or based off how far it is from my house or based off who I know that go there. And I, thank you, Lena. And I don't want to pick my church based off that. So I'm gonna let you do it. I didn't know how God was gonna do it. I just said, I'm gonna let you do it. Okay. So that was a Sunday that I said that. Um, <laughs> and um, I, let me, wait, let me rewind this by saying, my mentor invited me to his church two years ago. I declined because he told me that the music was just okay. And when he said that, I was like, I ain't going. I, like, I, was for, I was so for real. I was like, I ain't going to that church. Um, and so I never visited or anything like that. Okay, so fast forward. So it's 2022. It's May 2022. And I'm like, Lord, I need a church home. Show me where you want me to be. You're going to have to make it very obvious to me because I, I can't pick this on my own. So that Monday, I met a friend at Brasshorn Coffee. That's here in Murfreesboro. I don't even know why I told you the name of it, but it's delicious coffee. Um, I met a friend at Brasshorn Coffee. She and I just get to talking about life. We're just catching up on some things. This lady sits beside us, and the lady starts talking about God, and we talking about God with her. We all having this God conversation. And um, my friend, the lady, my friend, and the lady start talking about church. And um, she was like, yeah, I go to Calvary. And my friend is saying this. She's like, I go to Calvary. I didn't know what church she went to, okay? She's like, yeah, I go to Calvary. And the lady was like, y'all are doing something over there. I live near there, and I see the parking lot is so full, blah, blah, blah. It's going in one ear and out the other. But my friend is just like, yeah, I've just joined recently. My kids love it. My husband loves it. It's great. So then fast forward, maybe like two days after that, I'm at the bank. Y'all know me, Miss Hey Friend. I'm going to talk to a stranger. I'm going to always talk to a stranger. So me and the lady at the bank, we get to talking. Guy comes up. And so I said, what church you go to? And she said, oh, I go to Calvary. And I was like, okay. And I just kind of was like, mm, whatever. Fast forward. I'm having another conversation with somebody. I don't remember. I, here's the crazy thing is, the lady at the bank, I ain't seen her since I joined the church. I ain't seen the lady for real, for real. So I don't, I, she must have been a Della Reese from Touched by an Angel because I ain't seen her. <laughs> Y'all know I love this show. Um... So finally, I was like, okay, I'm going to go visit this church. I'm just going to go visit it. That morning, I put it on my close friends. I said, y'all, I'm going to visit a white church today. I'm just being honest with your friend. That's what I said. 
and and that was my that was my biggest like because I was like I grew up in a in a black Baptist church in Memphis. Donna Lawrence Hezekiah Walker was staples. So I I'm like God, you calling me to a white church? And I did. <laughs> That was not in my notes to say it like that, but that is how that is how it happened, y'all. So anyway, I'm like, okay, guys, so I go visit. I'm getting my, I'm doing my hair that morning. My hands shaking. I'm so anxious because I'm just like, I really didn't want to. I really didn't want to go, y'all. So I didn't make it to nine o'clock service because I was stressing getting ready. So I had to go to the ten thirty service. So I get there. Every song they sang, I had listened to that morning. Now I had listened to different versions of it, but I had listened to it that morning. One was do it again. I say you move, you move mountains, and I believe I see you do it again. And I was like, I just listened to this this morning, right? This morning. And the other song was What a Beautiful Name. What a beautiful name it is. Now that that one, you know, sometimes at CCM it sneaks on your playlist. And that was one that had me before I ever went to this church. Um, and so they sang that too, and I was just like, I'm in there worshiping, like, God, you really want me to join this white church? Like, that's <laughs> like, you really want me to join this church? So I said, like, Okay, you're gonna have to give me an even bigger sign than this. Um, just so you know, you're gonna have to give me an even bigger sign than this. So I'm walking out, <sighs> Jesus. Now, I should pre- let me say this because before I get the church had just gotten a new worship pastor who was black and from Louisiana and black with a black wife. See what I'm saying? So black. You, we here. Um, and so I was like, okay, they trying to do some things here, it seems. But I was like, God, you're going to have to make it obvious, more obvious than this. Like, I heard the songs, but I'm not really sure. <laughs> I'm walking out of the church or out of the sanctuary and I hear somebody say, Officer Scott. And it's one of my kids from when I was a when I was a police officer, when I was a school resource officer. And it's one of my black kids. Now, she also went to the church I used to go to here, a black church. So I was like, what's she doing here? So I was like, hey. So I hugged her. I'm like, hey girl. So I was like, what you doing here? She was like, oh my um, she was like, um, my friend goes here. So I was like, ah, she visiting with a friend. This ain't a sign. She just visiting with a friend. Then I say, how your mama doing? She said, Oh, she's good. She's back there. Her mama sang in the choir at the church that we went to. So her mama comes up and I was like, hey. So I hugged her. I said, how long you been over here? She said, girl. She said, Victoria. Dang, I just let it slip. <laughs> she said, my daughter <laughs> started coming here with her friends. She started coming back and telling me what she was learning about the word. And so I was like, I got to get over there. She was like, and I just love how the pastor preaches the word. He preaches straight from the scripture. Now, friend, what did I tell you? I had just gotten to a place where the only thing I cared about is the scripture. I was taking notes on scripture. I ain't care about all the metaphors, all the little sayings, you know, I don't look like what I've been through. I ain't care about none of that mess. I just wanted to know, does your pastor preach from the Bible? Because if your, let me pause there. If your pastor getting up every week telling you metaphors and euphemisms and sayings and stuff, and you walking out of there with rhyming words, but you ain't walking out of there with no sense of the word, you need to find a new church. You need to be putting in your prayer journal, new church. New church me, please. Because when we get to heaven, God ain't going to be asking you to rhyme no words. He's not going to be asking you what you made for the church picnic. He's not going to ask you what the praise team sang either. Just saying. Just so you know. He, he, God don't care what your praise team sang the, the last Sunday. 
But do you know the Bible? Do you know me? Do you know my son? You ever felt that spirit? You ever felt it? That's what that's what God gonna want to know, friend. But let me go back. So after I'm talking to her mama, her mama says this. I was like, I got in the car, y'all, and I was just like this. Okay. And I was like, God, are you sure? Like, ugh. I was like, are you sure? And then I said, I said, I ain't gonna get involved. I bet I'll get involved. And I'm sitting here talking to God, and God up there like, okay, <laughs> okay. And I was like, I bet I'll get involved at church. Y'all, I had no intentions. <laughs> and I promise you. So I go through like the little church little, but it was actually really good. The two the two week church orientation, it was like two Sundays in a row, not four weeks, but two Sundays in a row. And I'm just loving the way the pastor like unpacks the word. Like I'm talking about, <laughs> I hope he ain't in this live, but Southern nerdy white man in all the best ways. Like, I'm gonna be honest. And I just, I just love the way he preaches the word. So I go through the meet, I go through the churches like two week thing or whatever. And I'm like, cool, still not going to get involved. Friend, don't you know, I get it. So the pastor had already said in the thing, he's like, I like to add Everybody on Facebook is not to see what you're doing. It is to get to know the members, like get to know who you are, what you like to do, all of that, and us to stay all connected. So he asked me on Facebook. Like two days later, I get a phone call from him, and he was like, hey, <laughs> that's my Southern white man voice. Hey, it's going, it's Patrick Steve over at Calvary. He's like, uh, hey, Michael Walter, that's our worship pastor. He's going to be giving you a call. I saw your videos, and girl, you can sing. Y'all. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So then Michael calls me and we get to like, he's like, invites me to come audition for the worship team. I audition and I'm just like, fast forward, I couldn't, whoo. Fast forward, I could not imagine myself, my life, this platform, the growth, any of that, if I had not made that decision in May, 2022, to visit my church, to join the church. Um, and to get involved, my church family has like, especially my, my worship team family has covered me in prayer. They have like, I, some of y'all were following me. You heard the story of, um, and this is such a good story and just a testament to the people that I'm surrounded by. And let me say this, Matthew, I believe is it 18 and 20. Ooh, I ain't got my Bible with me. Let me look on the app. Somebody tell me, is it Matthew 18 and 20? Where um, Jesus said, "Where two or more gathered, I will be in the midst." Um, that's why you need a church home, friend. And like I said earlier, my faith is not in my pastor. I love him as my pastor, but my faith is not in him. My faith is not in my worship team. In the worship team, my faith ain't in the worship pastor. My faith ain't in nobody but God. If it's if it ever comes a point where God wants me to lead that church, I'ma know why. Cause we go together. We be talking. When you, when you, some of y'all that's married, don't you be in the bed pillow talking with your spouse and y'all got little secrets that none of us are privy to? Y'all, y'all go together real bad. Y'all in a relationship. I'm not supposed to know everything. So if I'm not supposed to be here, God gonna tell me. Thank you, friend Matthew. Okay, 18 and 20. Yes, where, where Jesus says, where two or more of you are gathered, I'm going to be in the midst. When I'm with my worship team, God is in the midst. When I'm in my connect group, God is in the midst. I don't care if we're talking about the Grizzlies. God is in the midst. And being in relationship with God helps you, make, helps you make the right choice about those humans. Helps you make the right choice about that church home. Your faith can never be in a human. Your faith has to be in God. And when you get in relationship with him, you start to think like him. You start to talk like him. 
I've been like I spend a lot of time I spend a lot of time with like certain friends and I can hear myself when I'm starting to say stuff that they say. It's the same thing with God. I'm gonna talk to you like God would talk to you because I talk to him all the time. So that means I'm not gonna cuss you out when you make me mad. I'm gonna think, what would God want me to say to them? I need to talk like him. Cause we go together real bad. You know what I'm saying? And so getting and my pastor has a phenomenal sermon on this about getting actually I got it in my notes. Let me find it. Um, wait a minute. When did he preach it? Okay, I don't remember when he pre preached it though. But it was about getting on the list is what it was about. It was about pa Pastor Steve preached about getting on the list and having a church home and what that looks like and why that's important biblically. And I'm going to find the specific scripture and I'm going to find my notes on it or something. We're going to talk about it. But let me, let me, because before I forget. This is, I have reading and study suggestions for you. Everybody has a different style of reading and a different style of understanding. So if you're somebody who you want to try a devotional, that 90 Day Awaken by Priscilla Shower is such a good devotional. Such a good devotional. Um, life hack, libraries be having devotionals. And if you download the Libby app, you can read it on the ebook and you ain't got to check it out. Okay. And you, I mean, you ain't got to check it out. You don't got to pay for it. I mean, you can download the ebook. And just like when I, when I've done it, um, we do have virtual services and I start sharing them on Sunday. Um, on Sundays I start sharing, um, but I want you to find one for yourself, <laughs> but I will start sharing on Sundays. Um, what was I about to say? Help me. Cause I was about to, oh, thank you. Yes. She is such a great devotional writer. Um, I, what I like about that specific devotional is I don't write in the book. Um, Hey friend, I'm glad you're here. Um, I don't like writing in the book because I like to kind of go back and do the devotional again when I like, which is when I feel led to. And so I always suggest go to like Marshall's Ross. You can get you these, uh, little, little journals, friend, just a little figure out what, how you like to write in your journal and answer the questions of their devotional. She always asks a reflection question. And remember I told you devotionals, they, you need to be reflected on the devotional. Don't just read it. That's why the teacher read in comprehension. Your teacher didn't read a story and say, okay, we read the book. She says, all right, boys and girls, what did you, what was your favorite part? All right, boys and girls, what did you think about this? All right, boys and girls, what do you think the author meant by this? It's the same thing when you read the word of God. Okay, Adam and Eve, fruit, they, fruit, now they're naked, now they're ashamed, Del, the devil tempted them, all this thing, all these things. You can't read them and just think, oh, that's so unfortunate that they happened to them. I should be able to read it and be like, ooh, I can remember when the devil made me doubt what God told me too. Ooh, I can remember feeling ashamed to be in front of God when that happened to me too. Ooh, God loved me enough to clothe me anyway. Ooh, this makes sense. It's that quick, that easy. Unpacking that word, friend. Y'all do it with text messages. You do it with captions. I wonder what he mean by this. Why he post this? But you won't get in the word and be like, what do God mean by this? Come on, somebody. Um, Audacious by Beth Moore is a chapter book. It was a very easy read. Now, I say that I'm a reader, but it is a very easy read. I read it in like three days. Such a good book. If you are somebody who you want, you have faith, you believe, you want to be more bold in your belief, audacious. If you, if you can, you can look at the word and see it has everything to do with audacity, right? So audacity, audaciousness is all about being bold. And audacious is a great book that just teaches how to be bold for Christ. Whether that is what I'm doing right now, telling people about Jesus or when God leads you to do something, acting on it instantly. Um, Seamless by Angie Smith is a life-changing Bible study. 
life changing. I've done it twice on my own. I've led it twice with different groups. I have considered leading it again, but like I told y'all, um, I'm working on my own Bible study slash devotional. And so the next Bible study devotional that I lead will be my own. Thank you, God. I haven't said that out loud, but whoo, God is good. This has been a long time coming. Um, but Seamless by Angie Smith is incredible. It The, the uh, message is in the title, Seamless. It connects the story of the Bible from beginning to end, literally from Adam and Eve to Jesus died on the cross to the Holy Spirit and to preparing us for when Jesus is going to come back. It is such a great breakdown of the word, friend. Um, self-publish. I'm self-publishing, friend. Thank you for asking. Um, so be praying with me. All y'all be praying with me on it because this is something that, like I said, I have had in my mind and my heart for the last two years, for real, for real. Um, and I have talked myself out of it so many times, but the more I have conversations like these, um, sorry, the more I have conversations like these, um, the more that I have DMs like this, the more I realize that not only do people need to understand the word of God in their own way, in our own way, um, but that God is trying to use me to share it. And that is not always something that I felt not ready. I'm ready or right doing. Like, I didn't feel like God, um, yeah, I didn't think that God could use me. And in, thank you, God, in getting to know his character and reading the word for myself, I realized those are his favorite people to use. <laughs> the people that don't think God can use them. Because if somebody walks in the room and says, I'm perfect, God can use me, that is not the person that God wants to use. Um, I heard a pastor when I was younger. Um, thank you, friend. Um, I heard a pastor when I was younger say, um, he is Marcus Cosby, Wheeler Avenue. Why do I remember this? In Houston, Texas, Wheeler Avenue Church in Houston, Texas. Um, he preached about how his grandmother never used a new skillet to fry chicken. She always used the same old skillet and how and he used that to just describe and relate to how God uses people that have gone through something. Like God ain't gonna fry no chicken on no pot, no skillet that ain't never been used before. Cause it, 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 it can't do it the right way. Um, and so getting to know his character for myself, getting to know the stories of Rahab is a favorite of mine. David, I talk about David a lot. He's a favorite of mine. Gideon, um, Elijah, all these people that aren't perfect, but that God uses. So we sitting here not perfect. Doesn't that mean he can use us too? You know what I'm saying? And so there come like, and so he has to get to know, he has to get to know you and you get to know him first because, <sighs> whoo, that's good, guy. Y'all know how we, y'all know how when we were in school and the teacher split you up in groups. I used to love this. Let me, hold on, let me stop sharing. I used to love this. The teacher split you up in groups and um, everybody do their work and the teacher say, I need one spokesperson from the group. Who you gonna pick? Now, I'll be honest, that was always my job. Because even if we wasn't really working in my group, my group knew I was gonna, I was a finesser. And I was going to get us that A if I'm the spokesperson. I'm going to make the teacher understand whatever we're trying to make her understand, right? And so you got to think of yourself in that way. God's not going to call on you to be his spokesperson if you was in the group and you wasn't doing nothing. You wasn't even paying attention. You wasn't doing nothing. Why well, don't put you to be the spokesperson of the group? You're going to get us, you're going to get us an F. And so it's the same sentiment when it comes to God and how he how he picks his spokespeople. You want God to use you? 
get in that word. And I even got off subject, but how I said find your own system. Well, actually, I'm, I just ended up right where I'm supposed to be. I love giving people homework, friend. My um, I annoy my friends with this all the time, but um, I love giving people homework. And so, friend, this is your homework. Tonight, we discussed the importance of getting to know God's character. Your homework is to begin the journey of getting to know him in a deeper way. Whether that's a prayer journal, whether that's you're going to pray and then not talk after you pray for five minutes, ten minutes. Um, getting in that word, asking, finding a chapter to read from start to finish. Like I told you, I started with Luke. You don't have to start with Luke. I just started with Luke because it was the plainest of the four Gospels. Also, Luke was a, a Gentile. And so Luke wrote for non-Jewish people to understand. And so you will see like the book of Mark is, <clears throat> the book of Mark, if I'm not mistaken, is written. Yeah, Mark is written like to the church, like to the Jews. So Mark speaks a lot to like, I might be wrong about that. So don't, don't get me, don't, I might be wrong about that. But like Matthew was hanging around with Jesus. So he got like a firsthand account. And I love Matthew, but I started with Luke because I wanted a very regular, regular, tell me who his man is and let me get to know for myself. That's why I picked Luke. But whatever your journey, whatever way that you want to get to know God, whatever language that is, get started. Because what I tell you is, um, I put it here at the bottom, the great news is that God can give with whatever program you choose. He just wants to be invited. He just wants to be invited. And I'm telling you, whatever it is that you do, whatever your worldly occupation is, whatever your passions are, whatever your relationship status, whatever it is, it gets better with God in it. It don't always feel better, but the peace, the joy that comes with being in relationship with God, there is nothing like it. I don't worry about humans. One of my favorite scriptures to quote, I think it's Psalms. I should have wrote all this down. I think it's Psalms 86 and 1. I think I'm wrong. Is it 86 and 1? It's, um, no, it's not. It's Psalms 118 and 6. Where's my other phone? Let me look it up because I might be wrong. Somebody tell me what Psalms 118 and 6 say. Hold on. Oh, I already got my Bible app open. Hold on. Mm -hmm. I think, I'm pretty sure it's Psalms 118 and 6. Okay, nobody got it up. That's cool. All right, 118 and 6, it says... Uh, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do to me? That's 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 my like. I fight you, friend. I won't. But by fighting, I mean like I'm standing still. He gonna fight for me. And so when I read that one eighteen Psalms one eighteen one eighteen and six, that's how I feel about everything. My system with God is my system. My relationship with Him is my relationship. A human being. What can a human being do to me? And so if you are recovering from church hurt, I'm sorry that those humans hurt you. I'm sorry that those humans made you feel like you were less than. I'm sorry that those humans gave you a jaded view of who God is. I'm sorry that those humans gave you a jaded view of who you are. But I'm, I want to encourage you that what God says about you is nothing like those humans said to you. God says you are loved. He says you are chosen. He says you are fearfully and wonderfully made, friend. And he does not expect you to be perfect. He knows you're not perfect. That's what you need him for. Because you're not. You couldn't die for your own sins. That's why he sent his son to do it for you. You were never meant to be perfect. In fact, God loves when you, when you will give your weaknesses to him. Because he's already strong in the area. Thank you, God. It's just like me. I can sing. So if you can't sing, I would rather you hand me the mic. <laughs> Because you know you can't sing. So why are you sitting there trying when you can just give it to me and I can't? 
That's how God is looking at you when you're like, oh no, I'm going to get through this. God's like, I do. And I'm here waiting on you. And so, navigating church, navigating from church hurt, rekindling your relationship, whatever that looks like, it starts in the word of God. Start there. And I'll put it back up one more time just in case anybody didn't see it. But the suggested reading, screenshot that, I suggest all of these. Now, seamless, the Bible study seamless, it says it's for women. I don't see in there, like, with, with the exception of it being pink and her saying girl in it a few times, anybody could really read that devotional, I think, and get a marvelous understanding of the word of God and a great blueprint to say, okay, well, now I want to read about this specific person because we learned a little bit, but I want to read about this specific person and then allowing that uh, knowledge of the word to grow from there. Um, now, for the announcements, there is a giveaway. Okay, I'm nervous to tell you this. No, I'm not. There is a giveaway, though. And the person that was going to win is going to win this exact Tay Friends shirt. This exact, well, not the one I got on, but <laughs> black with pink writing is not on the site. Um, I'm the only one that has a black one with pink writing. Um, and so I'm the only one that has that. Um, and so tomorrow I'm going to repost this live. I just want you to, if you were here tonight, um, just comment your, like tomorrow when I post it, just comment something that stuck out to you. Uh, on the live tonight it might be something about the prayer journal uh pro tip i would say probably like write it down in your phone text it to yourself or something like that um so that you don't have to rewatch the whole live tomorrow but i'm gonna repost this i might repost it tonight but i'm gonna post this when i do comment under if you comment under it you will okay that's not i should have thought this through we'll just do the giveaway on my story because that's not gonna work that's not gonna work We'll figure it out. I don't know how we're going to figure it out. We're going to figure it out. I'm going to give away a shirt. But the reason I'm giving away a shirt, friend, is because, hey, friend, shirts are going away for a while. Um, think of it as the McRib. You know how the McRib be gone for a while. And then it might come back. That's where we are with the hey, friend, shirts. Um, God is good. I have some new projects coming that I don't have a big team. And by I don't have a big team, I mean it's like, one and a half people, me and whoever I get to help me. <laughs> um, no, my team is growing. God is good. I do have uh, some more help, and but I don't have a lot of hands, and I got a lot of projects. And so the Hey Friend shirts are gonna be out of the store for a while. So the only Hey Friend shirts that will be um, sold at least for the next six months are the ones left on the site. After whatever's on the site, after it's gone, the Hey Friend shirts are not coming back for at least six months. Um, at least six months. Um, so if you want a Hey Friend shirt, order the Hey Friend shirt because I think there's like 50 left in my last count. Maybe there's maybe 60. Um, and so those shirts are available on reachingforsky.com. The link is in my bio. Um, yeah. And so y'all are the first people I'm telling this. I'm going to post about this in the morning. So if you want to get a Hey Friend shirt, friend, <laughs> go get one. Um, in fact, I think they're on sale. 
how I said I be having help, my sister is like tremendous in running that. So I don't, I honestly don't know. But I, but I know that there will be no more hay friend shirts for like six months. Um, I do have other stuff coming though. I have more shirts and uh, like I told you, a project that I'm working on that God has just like stretched me to get out of me, but it's going to do some amazing things. Um, yeah, it's, it's, and that's why I'm kind of, I'm in like a cocoon season right now. Um, yeah, I'm in a cocoon. Um, but anyways, that's, that's not what y'all asked me. Oh, there are questions and I don't want to miss them. Oh, yay. It said I answered your question. I'm glad I did, friend. Um, but going to, oh, in closing, cause we're about to be done. It's been an hour. Um, in closing, this whole point of me talking about all of this friend is because I feel like it would be one of the things was like, well, why do you care? Like, I know, like, I know God, I don't know everything, but I do know where my help comes from. And that's all I feel like I really need to know. So it's like, well, why do you care? Well, friend, my, like I said earlier, my passion is rooted in my desire that me living my authentic life, being who God is calling me to be, will influence and inspire somebody else to authentically be themselves so that God can use them. The only way that you can get to that point is if I tell you about how good God is. And I allow God to use me to tell you that. You see what I mean? Um, I should say that's the only way because that's not the only way, but that's the way that God is using me to do it. Um, and so that, that inherently becomes my passion too. Like my passion is for you to get to know him for yourself because I want you to live joyfully, friend. I want you to be able to discern who's for you and who's not for you. I want you to hear that little voice in your head that says, don't trust her. I want you to feel, I want you to hear that and feel that for yourself. Because I'm going to tell you, it is the, like I said earlier, it's the biggest cheat code you'll ever have. So friend, I'm going to pray for us real quick. And then we going to get on out of here because I'm hungry. Hey, God, thank you. Lord, thank you for these hearts, God, that want to know you and ourselves more. God, I ask that you would cover every friend watching, God, every friend who listens to this podcast. Lord, I ask, Lord, that you would cover them. God, help us to be who you have called us to be. Help us to be billboards for you so that somebody else can see your greatness and your goodness, God, through us. God, I ask that you would continue to keep me out of the way, God, so that you can move, so that you can speak. God, I thank you for this platform. I do not take it lightly. God, and I ask that you would just continue to strengthen me, God, with your will, in your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, I love you. I hope you have a great rest of the week. The three things you write in your journal. Oh, I'm so glad I saw this before I close out. Um, I uh, Yeah, um, I have three sections that I write, and it's personal to me. Glow, grow, God. Glow, grow, God. My glow is every day I write down, and I have a, a podcast episode on this. I think it's called... Monday morning reset or something like that. I'll find it. But um going yeah, uh glow grow God. So I write three categories. My glow is I always write down like wait, that's not what you asked me. Let me go back to your question. Real quick, can you tell me the three things you write in your journal? I heard what you're grateful for. Oh, oh. I always write down what I'm grateful for. Um, and that's the first thing I write is what I'm grateful for. Um, and then I put my prayer requests. So that might be my personal prayer request or a lot of times like somebody might say like, girl, pray for me or pray for my friend. She got this going on. And so I write, that's who I put down, you know, in my prayer. And then so my gratitude, my prayer, and then I write a like a, a letter to God. And so it's not always deep. Like sometimes it's not deep. Sometimes it might just say like, um, you know, dear God, I'm feeling a little anxious today. Like go before me. And, and I always ask, I always close about asking God for somebody to bless. Um, and I started doing that 
around the time that I started keeping that journal. I was like, give me somebody to bless. And sometimes it's the lady at the cash register that I'm just like, I hope you have a great day today. Um, and sometimes it's sending somebody some money through cash app. It just depends. Um, but yeah, that's, thank you for that question. Um, and next week we'll, we will dive deeper in this. Um, God hasn't given me the topic for next week though, but I know it's coming. Um, I love y'all and thank you for joining this. And this was way easier than I thought, but yeah. Okay. Bye. <laughs>